0: And thank you for tuning in to SSC Adventures Talk It Out. My name is Paige. I'm here today with Dr. Chowdhury. Hello. So, Dr. Chowdhury, can you tell me a little bit about your background of how you've come to Saint Norbert because you've studied and worked and lived in different countries across the globe, really.
1: Well, it's a, it's a long and meandering <laughs> a, a meandering story, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'll try and be concise. So, um, my father was. Uh, from India, he was Indian, Mm -hmm. Uh, my mother was Austrian, Mm -hmm. and um, I uh, was born in India, Mm -hmm. Uh, spent my very early childhood, my infancy in Austria, and then uh, spent the rest of my uh, childhood and youth, early youth in India, Mm -hmm. and then um, I left India uh, when I was about 20 or 21, Mm -hmm. and uh, went to Canada to pursue graduate work. Mm -hmm. So my grad studies, uh, first at the University of New Brunswick on the East Coast, and then the University of Manitoba for my PhD, Mm -hmm. and then uh, the University of Toronto uh, (laughs) for my postdoctoral fellowship. Mm -hmm. And after that, um, I uh, got a phone call one day um, uh, from Rebecca Cole uh, at the National Wildlife Health Center in Madison. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, she was looking for a parasitologist this was while I was in Toronto doing my postdoc she was looking for a parasitologist to be part of her project in the Grand Canyon Mm -hmm. and um, I thought wow this is an amazing opportunity Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: to work in the Grand Canyon and uh, Madison seemed like a nice uh, city (laughs) to live in so I moved I moved from Canada um, to the United States to Madison Mm -hmm. and um, after a couple of years, um, I decided to apply for university uh, positions
2: mm-hmm. and
1: college jobs, and um, I landed this job at St. Albert College. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I've still maintained my contacts uh, in Canada, of course, and here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Rebecca is a close collaborator now and a, one of my closest friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, yeah, I've been at St. Albert College for the last 18 years. Wow. So yeah, so it's uh, that's kind of the the gist of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. What motivated you to want to do your PhD in Canada or going abroad?
1: Well, both circumstance and opportunity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, the circumstances surrounding our leaving India was kind of a little sad. My father passed away, oh, okay. and my mother. And I, we decided that she was, We were going to go back to Austria. She was going to return to Austria,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, because it was just logistically difficult to uh, maintain um, a home in, in India, mm-hmm. and so when uh, so we first went back to Austria, and my mom settled back in. This was. I mean, she was away for twenty seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, a long she time. lived in <laughs> India. It's a long time. So there was a readjustment period.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, at that time, uh, before we left India, I'd already applied and was applying to schools in England, in Austria, in the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. And my mother had a very deep um, fascination and love for Canada. Mm. <laughs> she had read a lot about Canada. Mm-hmm. And I, on the other hand, wanted to go to Austria and Ah. and do my my, uh, graduate work there. Mm -hmm. But she convinced me that Canada (laughs) was the place to go because of language, because of Mm -hmm. opportunity. You know, Canada being such a vast country, Mm -hmm. uh, the opportunities seemed uh, endless. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: of course, being on the North American continent beside the United States, Mm -hmm. there was always an opportunity there. So Overall, it was a, a matter of opportunity and also just the place itself
2: mm-hmm.
1: i um, so I moved to Canada and uh, eventually became a naturalized Canadian citizen mm-hmm. um, and then shortly there so I, you know I did my graduate work there so the motivation was educational mm-hmm. uh, circumstantial so mm-hmm. yeah and uh, that's how I ended up i mean I was always since I was a, a an infant. Mm-hmm. Um, we were traveling, you mm-hmm. know, uh, a lot. We every three years we'd go to Austria for the summer. Okay. My, either the three of us—my dad, my mom, and I—or just my mom and I. Mm-hmm. And and so I was in contact with my relatives in Austria throughout my my you know childhood and and early youth. Mm-hmm. But, um, so it was easier, I think, to. Make that jump to say mm-hmm. I'm going to leave and go somewhere. Yeah, um, and I've always been very open to the idea. I mm-hmm. think having uh, my my parents met in London, England.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: so
1: you know, when my dad was studying, my mom had gone uh, f- to look for work after the okay. war mm-hmm. in Europe, and so it was. Uh, I think the the international. Um, landscape and the mm-hmm. atmosphere was not something that was too challenging
2: mm-hmm.
1: for any of us.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that helped. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, um, knowing that these are not inaccessible areas.
0: Yeah, since both of your parents Correct. had done it.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, my they lived in England for I think more than ten years. Okay. So, you know, and uh, and actually got married there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, so there was, I think, always that undercurrent of it was always quite possible that I would be going abroad mm-hmm. at some point, you know, for studying and whatever. Yeah, so, very nice. Yeah,
0: And with all your moving around, how do you think you assimilate into new cultures or kind of make a new place your home?
1: <clears throat> Again, I think it was easy because uh, I grew up in a sort of a biracial, bicultural mm-hmm. Uh, home, mm-hmm. uh, bilingual, um, and so, you know, when I went to Canada or when I traveled in Europe mm-hmm. um, or in, even in the United States, um, I feel very much at home because I am reminded of half of my, my ancestry in a way, mm-hmm. right, 50% of my, my gene pool, so to speak. <laughs> And then, when I'm traveling in Asia and in India on the Indian subcontinent or places like that, I'm equally at home because um, you know I just I'm familiar with the culture
2: mm-hmm.
1: so um, and I grew up in that that context, right
2: mm-hmm.
1: And India is a very uh, special place um, because <clears throat> it truly is a uh, this amazing mixture of Hinduism, Christianity, Islam, uh, Jainism, Buddhism, mm-hmm. sikhism there, there are all these faiths,
2: mm-hmm.
1: just sort of all mixed up. Uh, and people—I mean, when I went to school, I had friends who were Buddhist, who were uh, Jain. Who I mean, growing up, I had friends who were Christian. I uh, interacted in the community with people who were Muslim, mm-hmm. so I think that when you grow up
2: mm-hmm. with
1: that sort of cultural sort of flexibility
0: and diversity and diversity mm-hmm.
1: around you, right? I mean, it just it it just sort of lends itself to then adjusting when you're going somewhere else. I think
2: mm-hmm.
1: so. I was I think I was fortunate that way that a lot of it I didn't really have to work at.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, not that it is not work in yeah. the sense that you have to be mindful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like with most things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think I, I just naturally had it easier mm-hmm. than, let's say, uh, my Indian friends uh, when I was in grad school in Canada, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I hung out with and lived with um, my friends from India, mm-hmm. and who came from a purely Indian context in the sense that. Both their parents were from India, and they they had known uh, mm-hmm. India uh, from both sides, and so I saw their interactions, and were a little different than the way I interacted,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think. Mm. And I think, you know, my mother was came from a Catholic background. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I going to a, a a school run by Irish and Scottish nuns and <laughs> and, and nuns from southern India. I think that also helped mm-hmm. because it put faces to certain aspects of um, cultures and religion that that I then re- rediscovered here. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, you know, I, this is all very familiar at St. Norbert College.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, because I went to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different. Um, experiences
0: mm-hmm.
1: almost sort of came together yeah. or they come together to make me feel at home, I think, in, or um, allow me to to feel at home in different places. I think that's the best way I, would, I could put it.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you kind of find the common ground in right. your new spaces exactly. to feel connected.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think many of us, even those who don't have that family background, Mm-hmm. still do, and I find that even more admirable, actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When people who only come from one particular background, mm-hmm. they are able to do that. I think that's very, very commendable.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: we have lots of people like that who do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: What do you think is one of the big challenges of moving into uh, different spaces?
1: Very interesting, because... Um, so there's the general challenge, yeah. right, of... Cultural context, right? Certain mm-hmm. things you do, as just a matter of routine,
2: mm-hmm. here,
1: would be considered a faux pas <laughs> mm-hmm. in some places, yeah. right? Um, so that's a sort of a general thing, and um, and I, what I find is, in general, people are very forgiving
2: mm-hmm.
1: of these mistakes, yeah. right? When you travel to other places. We're apprehensive, but when we get there, we find that in general, people are actually very welcoming Mm -hmm. and very forgiving. Um, So there's the general challenge, Mm -hmm. right? But on a more personal level, my challenge sometimes is that oftentimes when I'm in India, people don't see me as being from India.
0: Mm, That's interesting.
1: Right. Mm. Until I actually open my mouth Mm -hmm. and converse in the native language, Uh right? In one of the native languages. Mm -hmm. In my case, it happens to be Bengali, but I can also Mm -hmm. speak Hindi. Okay. So, and then when I'm here, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: people see my skin color
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: see me as a brown person, Mm -hmm. right? Not with not having much of a connection with the West,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: when in actual fact, my mother was blonde and (laughs) blue-eyed, you know, Uh know, and an Alpine girl. So... uh, (laughs) That's kind of always been a very interesting. Hmm. Um, on the one hand, I feel at home in different places. Yeah. On the other hand, people in these two places don't immediately recognize me as being one of them.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm the other.
2: Yeah. So when yeah. I'm in Austria, in I'm places. the other. Yeah.
1: Except when I'm with my family, mm-hmm. like my immediate rel- my immediate family. In India, it's the same thing. I'm the other. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all, it, that's the interesting aspect of.
2: That
0: is, because the, then you could see yourself almost as always, like, not fitting in.
1: Yeah, and as a in, in some ways, you're kind of an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. right? Until you get to your own familiar space where you grew up
2: mm-hmm. with
1: your friends and your family, and then you're accepted as one of them, mm-hmm. right? But in general, you know, when I get off the plane in India... Yeah. ...the... First thing that when people see me, they're not like, oh, there's a Bengali guy. Yeah. Right? They're like, who is this guy? And what is he doing here?
0: Yeah, you have to prove people yourself. Have,
1: exactly. People have always, you know, people will ask me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, is this your first time? Uh, are, you, are you a tourist? Like, what are you doing here?
2: Uh, uh-huh. And then
1: I switch to Bengali and then boom. They're like,
2: oh. It, and then they're like,
1: oh, my gosh, you speak Bengali. And then even that's a surprise. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: Right? And then I have to explain to them. Mm-hmm. Where I went to school and, you know, <laughs> my friends are and so on. Then, then they figure it out. You know? So it's, it's, always, it's always interesting.
0: Yeah, that is it's, very interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's, I mean, traveling abroad is always such, a, such an interesting and uh, full of surprises, you know, mm-hmm. such an interesting experience. I, I, I would recommend that everybody travel
0: Mm-hmm. And you just recently went to Panama. Correct. correct? You took correct. a bunch of students.
1: And there I have my own challenges because mm-hmm. a lot of people think I'm Latino. Ah. So they start speaking to me in Spanish. <laughs> uh-huh. And I have to say, lo siento mucho. <laughs> no hablo mucho español. Although I really ought to be able to speak Spanish because mm-hmm. I've been working with my collaborators, close collaborators, close friends now in Mexico mm-hmm. since 1997. Oh, wow. So you would think that by now, I mean, I do understand, I would say 50 to 60% mm-hmm. of the conversation, and I can get by mm-hmm. if I, you know, in a pinch. but I'm not fluent in Spanish, and I, I'm a little ashamed of it, actually. Mm. I am,
2: mm-hmm. because I
1: have done so much work in that part of uh, of the, the continent. Mexico, Costa Rica, Panama, mm-hmm. And really, I, I I really ought to speak better Spanish <laughs> than I do.
0: Through your research, you have multiple ties with different countries, correct? Yes, and different Correct. Collaborators. Correct. Yes. What? How do you think that enhances your research and your discovery in your field? Oh
1: gosh, I mean by leaps and bounds.
0: hmm
1: Um, I mean my international collaborators, you know, in Mexico,
2: mm-hmm. in
1: the Czech Republic, in Canada. Uh, and my my collaborators who are more widely spread in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean in some ways Oregon is you know almost international in that <laughs> respect because it's what I from what I study you know the perspective I come from and what I study
2: mm-hmm.
1: the west the the pacific northwest and that area is very different from this part of the, the country right mm-hmm. geographically geologically and so it might as well be an international <laughs> place in that re- respect. Now, of course, it doesn't have the same challenges of traveling internationally. Mm-hmm. But all these people, they have their own skill sets, right, and their own experiences,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So, for example, Thomas Scholz, mm-hmm. Miki Oros, my two collaborators, Roman Kuchta, these guys from the Czech Republic, the Slovak Republics, they have traveled to places I haven't been to. Mm-hmm. Right, so when we interact, they're bringing that experience to our collaboration.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, so in in by proxy, my horizons are even wider and more broadened than they would normally be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Tomash is recollecting or or remembering his experiences in in China, in Mongolia, and all these. You know. Uh, Mongolia is part of China. I didn't mean to... Better edit that out. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> I don't want to get into trouble. But, but, you know, but these parts of the world, mm-hmm. they, they're... they uh, These are amazing, you know, things to hear about,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, and even here, Jim Hodgson, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's traveled. Oh, my gosh. I mean, talk about someone who's traveled the world. Yeah. Incredible. Anyway, so all of these people bring their experiences, their stories,
2: mm-hmm.
1: to our collaboration. And that enriches it, like, exponentially.
2: Mm-hmm. Which
1: enriches my experience. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I'm very fortunate, again, to have these collaborators.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Very, very fortunate. And they've been here in the lab. They've come as Fulbright scholars, mm-hmm. you know, done Fulbright fellowships in the lab. I mean, think about it, right? A small institution like St. Robert College. I mean, that's yeah. that's wonderful for us that these people come and visit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: And as for encouraging students to study abroad, why? Like, what would you tell? Why would you recommend studying abroad? Even.
1: Oh my goodness! Where do we start? <laughs> um, it's transformative.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's all I can say. It's it's a it's a life changing experience to be immersed in another culture, uh, another way of looking at the world from a completely somebody else's perspective, a completely, maybe a completely different view than you've ever considered before. And just to understand that there is this amazing sea of humanity out there. (laughs) that is just part of our family, right, our extended human family out there. And it's, it's so inspiring when you travel to these places and you see how other people live,
2: mm-hmm. how
1: they talk to each other every day, how they behave, how they the challenges they face, right? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you are immersed in an educational experience while you're absorbing Mm -hmm. all of this stuff, right? So even a simple, when you're studying abroad, even a simple thing like taking a break from your studying and walking to the local store Mm
0: -hmm. to
1: get something, yeah, that in itself is a, I mean, amazing just experience. (laughs) We don't think of it, right? Mm -hmm. But that little... 15, 20 minute, two hour, one hour, whatever it is, experience mm-hmm. doing, thing, doing that little thing enriches your life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? I mean, so I think that experiencing, well, I mean, there's of course the, educa- the, the academic part of it, which is again,
2: mm-hmm.
1: being immersed in an academic environment and seeing how other parts of the world, or another part of the world, approaches education. Mm-hmm. Approaches pedagogy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? That in itself is a, just uh, amazing to reflect upon. Is oh, Dr. C, they only have a midterm and a final, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's how I actually went <laughs> through. Poly-. There was a midterm and a final. Mm-hmm. They don't have quizzes and all these exams and every two weeks. And I said, yeah, that's that's a midterm, you know. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that, wow, that's also a way of doing things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? To, and then to, because you're from, you know, you're from here, you're going there, to be able to compare when mm-hmm. you come back. Wow, what has that experience done for me versus being here? Mm-hmm. And you know, so I think it's, and I, I personally have heard students who have come back, because I've known lots of students, as you can imagine, in eighteen years <laughs> who bro- yeah. abroad and come back, and I've known them really well and closely, um, have said that it was one of the the most amazing things they've ever done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and you would, I would agree. You would attest, you would attest to that. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Right. And even if you f- have that initial sort of hesitancy or trepidation or anx- anxiety about it, um, we have an amazing study abroad office, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the network of institutions that I would say that everybody should try to go if they can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really life changing. That's what I would it,
0: say. It definitely is. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us?
1: Um, I think uh, the, what I would like to share is that we live in very interesting times now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The political, social, and cultural atmosphere and landscape of the United States has changed in the last ten years, mm-hmm. right? And I think one of the things that I would ask young people like yourself to or request you to do is don't become too parochial, Mm. don't become too inward looking. Mm -hmm. Um, Never lose the perspective of looking outward, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: inward looking being inward looking and examining and contemplating is is one thing that is not what I'm saying you shouldn't do I mean, you should do that mm-hmm. but i'm talking about uh circling the wagons and mm-hmm. being too focused on what's inside around us immediately and not and losing that perspective on humanity out there
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the potential for that humanity to actually um, make us better. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So I would like to say that keep an open mind, Mm -hmm. look outward as Mm -hmm. well as inward. Mm -hmm. That's what I would say.
2: Well,
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for sitting down and chatting today. It's always
1: a pleasure. (laughs) It's always fun chatting with you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks.
0: What happens abroad stays abroad unless you talk it out. If you're interested in sharing your story, contact us at studyabroad at